Our first endeavors are purely instinctive, promptings of an imagination vivid and undisciplined. As we grow older, reason asserts itself and we become more and more systematic in designing. But those early impulses, though not immediately productive, are of the greatest moment and may shape our very destinies. A quote from Nikola Tesla's autobiography. I love that even in the solo episode you started doing it. It just it it just stays in my my head constantly. It's always in my head at random points. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially after Jacob does the reads, I can literally just hear the. (laughs) (laughs) That means it's good, though. I know, but like that's the thing is, like for our really sad episodes, it's this really happy intro music. Well, no, you guys edit it to make it like creepy for the scary ones. Yeah, for the haunted ones. You could make it. I could do that. Depressing for the sad ones. (laughs) Just Just, like tune it down so it's really sad. Yeah, Yeah, the acoustic version. That'd be great. (laughs) But I can't change it now. It's part of the show. So here we are. Once we get to Joe Rogan level of fame yeah like height of podcast we still have the same one we will never (laughs) change one thing we'll always have yes hello everybody welcome to the gems of history podcast i'm your host jacob shop back this week after my like third vacation in a month and a half slacker never does any work around i did yeah i did laugh in your solo episode you were like a a well-deserved vacation for jacob i'm like does he realize i just went to california and las vegas and now i'm up north (laughs) now you're fresh though you're ready yeah yeah. you're constantly golfing yeah what do you do Uh, i don't know not a lot uh but Speaking of Evan, he's here. Yeah, he's my and co-host. Speaking of the show, never leave me again. <laughs> <laughs> now we've both we've both yeah. done our solo episode. So Evan's now. like a dog, like a golden retriever. <laughs> that you should, like, yeah. <laughs> we've been waiting all day for you to get back from work. <laughs> by the window is he here is he here? don't make I, me do this by myself i think there's a part that i cut out where evan just like and this is why you're the wind to my sails yeah. <laughs> like, legit I'm, legit i'm like this is why you like truly are so good at what you do that people <laughs> that listen just don't really know because when i try to do when i tried to do that episode a lot of it was like it was if you're if you didn't listen it was about the worst years in human history i'd be like man, then the death plague came in and then like, there's no one to talk to about it. So I had to be like, that sucks. Millions of people die. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no way to like have a conversation. It's just, yes. And, you know what then, you should and then a volcano exploded. Just like add like your, your inner thoughts be an alternate personality <laughs> and give them an accent. Like and yes. just pretend you're done. Like the twinkling sound comes in. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you just have a split personality for one episode so that you can get through it. Yeah. yeah. That would uh, be perfect. All right. Before we get too much further, that man you just heard talking, that's one half of a work in progress with Mark and Pete. Can you guess which one it is? It's Pete. It's yeah. Pete. <laughs> we gave him space to guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mark couldn't be here. He's got a pretty busy schedule for his summer church stuff. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, he couldn't make it, but 
we got half of it. We move on. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be the golden retriever this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope what am bring, I supposed to do? <laughs> bring that golden retriever energy. That's right. That's yeah. right. I yeah. described one of my friends as a golden retriever human to my aunt like mm. a couple months ago, and she had never heard that before. And oh, I was, sure. yeah, he's just a really happy and he's always smiling. He's mm-hmm. always excited. He's a golden retriever human. <laughs> yeah. That's how my fiance described uh, me to her family. Like, so nice. there's a few that I haven't met yet. And they're like, what's he like? Well, he's annoyingly like optimistic <laughs> it's like yes <laughs> i accidentally made the mistake of uh complimenting one of my trainers at the gym who's a female saying that she has golden retriever energy oh sure. and you have to be careful <laughs> telling a guy he's like a golden retriever is quite the compliment it's like oh dude that's awesome you know because they kind of get it and then you say a woman oh tell a woman they they are, have similarities to a dog and they're like I'm not so sure how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a good thing. Wait, you no. filthy mutt. It's a good thing. I swear. <laughs> then I'd like immediately backpedal and be like, no, no, I meant to give you a compliment. I did it wrong. That is like a Seinfeld plot. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Like George has definitely dropped oh, that same line. So funny. <laughs> it's like you're at the gym, you start doing, all right, gotta go do burpees. Bye. <laughs> She's a St. Bernard, Jerry. <laughs> but uh, if you guys haven't listened to our episode where we were on a work in progress, where Evan and I were on a work in progress, I did post it in our feed. So if you want to go back and listen there, you can. Otherwise, you can find them on Spotify, Apple, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just look up a work in progress with Mark and Peter, and I will throw their show links in the description of this episode as well. So if you can't find it, you can find them in there. Sweet. So yeah, you could go check them out as well. They have a really cool show. Yeah. And that was a super fun conversation as well. Yeah. Like first time we've gone on mics and not had a actual like outline of what to talk to. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Literally like, first just, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just like a great conversation. It was, did, it was did, fantastic. I gotta, I'm, I'm curious. Did that make you guys feel more or less like nervous or relaxed, not having any like structure at all? That's a good question. Like we were like, oh, we can chill. It was like, oh man, we have no like linear thing to follow. Right. What are we I was to do? honestly a little more stressed. We more stressed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not like a lot, yeah. but it was just different because yeah. yeah. I was like, I've never done this, sure. this would, style before. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree more so because like we were also on camera. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. that like threw me off a little bit. Yeah. It's like the first five minutes, the thing I'm pretty quiet, like, oh, we're being recorded. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> you're you're, you're not on. Record. Right, yeah. exactly. You're recorded all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense, though. People know what we look like. It's not like uh, right. we're hiding our personality. Yeah. We had a photo shoot. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> our faces, Your faces are, on, are, the are show. on the logo. That's so funny. Oh, no, they might find me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Yeah, but yeah. as you mentioned, we we have a script to get to today. Let's we have, do well, it. Not a script, but like a topic that we have to get through today. And I'm and, very excited. And to talk we about today it. are talking about Nikola Tesla. He's a kind of a big deal, if you, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you. He's 100 one of those inventors that you've obviously heard of, but you don't really know too much about him. Like you think, oh, the car company, but. He kind of called the shot on everything from the television oh, yeah. to remotes to the internet to like iPhones. He didn't, of course, produce those, but he's like, I have some ideas and thoughts. <laughs> Could he, you imagine being so busy that you yeah. just don't have enough time to invent the iPhone, basically? Because <laughs> you have so many side quests you're doing, but it's like, yeah, they'll eventually be this thing that'll revolutionize everything for the rest of time. But I got this other thing I'm working on. Right. And then you turn 80 and you're like, I'll invent a particle beam. <laughs> yeah. Right. The death ray. Yeah. Death ray. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, uh, 
He's an interesting guy, to say the least. As smart as he was, but I feel like every smart person is really a little off in some way or another. It makes me think of Mr. Strasser, honestly, from from Oh, from Kettle, Kettle. yeah. Because he is brilliant. And like sometimes I would see his like not just there's I think there's smart and there's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Strasser, sometimes his brilliance would come through, like in class when he would be teaching us stuff. And like, dude, this guy is like actually has genius capabilities but he was so like eccentric Spastic. and like odd and strange like yeah. he'd play christmas music all year round and stuff. <laughs> it's true. like and it reminds me of him because yeah. he's just weird but so so brilliant yeah yeah he's definitely one of those guys like taking his class like how are you here yeah <laughs> like, why are, i remember asking him and i was like hey like where did you go to college and he was like which time yeah and then he wrote down he he has like multiple degrees from like four different colleges i'm like dude what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, right. like, go make money you're He's in like, jackson wisconsin yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah this was a mistake uh, <laughs> but yeah nikola tesla is i the documentary that i watched on youtube labeled him the inventor of the modern world and i think that's a good way of putting it because i mean he pretty much set us up to be where we are now so as far as like electricity and wireless communication and stuff like that goes at least so yeah big deal yeah very big deal I'm some might say he was uh, electrified no <laughs> wow i was trying okay. to think of like really, there's a lot of those on this show yeah. in case you're i was like actively trying to think of really bad tesla puns and i just couldn't think of any funny ones mm. so we'll see what we come to as we go oh it's kind of shocking that you couldn't think I know. of anything I, are you guys ready to electric slide on into this episode oh my oh, god that's the only one i came up with that I, that's the <laughs> one wow. i can just picture like in your show doc like in bold <laughs> you're like electric slide, slide joke insert here <laughs> So, uh, Peter, did you do any research on your own for this? Because you knew what we were talking about, but no, I didn't. Okay, it, I, it kind of got away from me. That's okay. I, all I have is my mm-hmm. my standard basic like education from the past, and then I did like a super crash course, like listening on the way here, and uh, a couple of things that I heard through podcasts I listened to today. Yeah, <laughs> was um, um his theory about. Um, pyramids like being able to like be like power plants essentially yeah and uh, people who like have done research into that being like oh like this actually makes a lot more sense than they just buried some dead guy here um and uh the other stuff is obviously the very common him fighting against edison yep. for different mm-hmm. things people stealing his work um him actually inventing the radio but then um marconi marconi was like hey i did it actually and then all of his his place burnt down. It's like, hmm, yeah, arson's a thing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. competition's kind of important to some people. So, right, yeah, basically we, the those things. But, we yeah. won't get into the pyramid stuff too much. Uh, there's an, actually a really good YouTube video, I believe, on the Y files about that whole pyramid stuff. If if people want to go learn more about that, we're not going to talk about it unless Evan has stuff about it. But I, I do not. I have didn't stuff look on the pyramids. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I guess we'll probably just start at the beginning, huh? Sounds good. Nikola Tesla entered the world on July 10th, 1856, in the small village of Simeljan in what is now Croatia, but at the time was a part of the larger Austro-Hungarian Empire. His father was Militin Tesla, who was the son of an officer in the army of Great Napoleon, and he had a military education, but later embraced the church and kind of excelled more there than he did militarily. 
And according to Nikola, his father was a natural philosopher, poet, and writer who could recite long passages from works in several languages. It's kind of crazy that we're only, what, four, five generations like departed from Napoleon. Mm, I know. <laughs> like, that really I always threw me think out. he's like 1500s. Yeah. No, he was like 1850s. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that they, people talk about this, like, but like the exponential growth of like mm. technology. And if you think about, I think even like Elon Musk talks about this. Yeah. He's like, how far we're going to be in just like five, 10, 15 years from now, if things go at the same rate, it's actually kind of terrifying. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of oh scares yeah. me a little bit when you're like, because just to that point. Yeah. Like what? A couple hundred years ago. And now it's like, that seems forever ago. Yeah. But it was not that long ago and right. things keep picking up. It's getting like, oh man. Right. It's Terminator's like, gonna be real. Right. <laughs> it's like, man, the musket is pretty neat yeah. four hundred years ago. And now Oppenheimer. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have oh, atomic bombs. Speaking now. of which Ooh. I saw Oppenheimer, great movie. Go see it. See it on Friday. Heck so, yeah. Very excited. But yeah, it uh I mean, just from Tesla, he was like nineteen early nineteen hundreds to now. Yeah. How much has changed? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, apparently, his father was also a jokester, on top of knowing several languages and being a church-going guy, because he once told a cross-eyed man in town who was chopping wood, quote, For God's sake, Maine, do not strike at what you're looking at, but what you intend to hit. End quote. <laughs> I actually really like that. That's like the first dad joke, I think. Like, historical dad joke yeah. that you've quoted on the show. And from, that is from, a pr- uh, from a priest who's like a super serious guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It but, makes me think of, uh, there was a quote when I was in the South, one time I was in Texas for something, and uh, a, a guy that was from there had this real Southern accent, and he was like, yeah, man, today I've been busier than a one-eyed cat watching two mouse holes. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty busy. One-eyed cat, two mouse holes. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, as ridiculous as some of those, like sayings go like it makes sense like, yeah, that, that's, that's all i could i could just sit back and busy like, you know what that's interesting that's, what, that's <laughs> one, actually perfectly put i know just how busy you are right now yeah, one of my favorite ones can, that i <laughs> know just you how can, busy you are you can perfectly get you're like man how does he have time Where for this are you on a one to ten? Oh, one one-eyed cat watching two mouse holes oh that's that's a ten oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's like someone so i i heard someone say like how why are you so tired today and the guy was like ah, i slept worse than a big dicked bat last night <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah okay i get it okay, you're tired then yeah. <laughs> didn't sleep well <laughs> noted uh back to tesla's father though uh nicola also remembered his father having animated conversations as well as heated arguments with nobody but himself although a casual listener would have thought that there were several people in the room back to what evan should have done i was just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. split personalities yeah. yeah i'll set up two mics next time like when i'm on this side of the couch i'm serious Quick and run. Other, yeah. half, half <laughs> of your edit hey it's good practice for your character work yeah half of your editing is just getting like the foot stomp in the background <laughs> zuki and evan are you wearing up. heels what is yeah. that <laughs> He's doing outfit changes and stuff, putting wigs on. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh. Uh, so whereas Nicola's mother would influence his inventive side, Militine did daily lessons with young Nicola to aid in his memory and reasoning abilities, like repeating long sentences or performing mental calculations to kind of get that memorization down for him. And since his father was said to have known like really long passages by heart in different languages, I think he's probably the best teacher for him at that point. That's actually really cool. Yeah, absolutely. His parents were extremely smart, and yeah. his mother, in her own way, was an inventor as well. 
like super smart household to be growing up in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so as Evan just mentioned, Nicola's mother was a woman named Duca Mandic, and she was an inventor of household appliances, descending from a line of amateur inventors before her. And her early life was said to be full of tests to her character, such as aiding her father in burials after a plague ripped through the country. So she kind of had a lot of tests that made her strong and resilient as a woman. And according to Nicola, she was, quote, an inventor of the first order and would, I believe, have achieved great things had she not been so remote from modern life, end quote. So high praise from the inventor of the modern world for his mother. Oh my gosh, totally. What was his dad's name? Uh, Militine. That's a pretty strong If I'm name. saying it right. Yeah, Militine. Yeah. We're going to learn some lines today, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Militine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dad. Yes, chef. <laughs> you have, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you ever heard of the book <laughs> of Revelation? Yeah, Gordon <laughs> Ramsay's got nothing on Militine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear about a show called The Bear in 120 years. Yeah. You guys aren't ready for it. Your great, great, great grandkids will love will it. Will love it. <laughs> If they have a Hulu dis- uh, subscription. Right. Can you imagine trying to explain a Hulu, like a subscription service? Tesla uh, would think it, like, understand it probably. Yeah, like, oh, I probably. I've yeah. thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> like streaming I just movies. don't have time to invent it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I only sleep three hours yeah. a day. Yeah. So Nicola's mother was said to have worked tirelessly from early morning until late at night, which is probably where Tesla got it from in his later life. Uh, she made most of the clothing and the furnishings in their home by hand. So, very busy woman. Wow. Can really do it all. Like, from helping bury bodies yeah. to making furniture. Yeah. Raising five kids. Wow. Uh, most of the reason for Tesla's passion for inventing was due to his mother, and without her, he probably would have been pushed into the clergy following in his father's footsteps after his schooling. So without her, we might never have had a Nikola Tesla, at least not in the way we know him. That's super typical. I, mm-hmm. I would actually love... There's so many like statistics and numbers of like random things that I would love to see that are impossible to get, but one that just made me think of is what percentage of pastors or clergy children... Mm-hmm go to become a pastor or clergy versus not having a father figure that is in that. Because Pastor Mark from our podcast, his dad was, and his brother are both in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have an uncle who's a pastor, and one of his kids is a pastor. Yeah. It's like, it's like the fa- almost like the family business. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, one of my uncle. I mean, same way my grandfather was a pastor. I have two cousins that are pastors, like multiple people who are like principals in like mm-hmm. the wells, Yeah, like the church senate. So it definitely is like a family, not family business, but once you have that influence like from an early age, like mm-hmm. it makes you more in tune with it. I, I think part say. of it comes from like you want to make, uh, most sons want to make their father proud. How, how more yeah. can or how can you do a better job of that than going after what they did with their life and be like, I'm going to do it too, just like you, Dad, right. just like you, pops. Look, Dad, I'm in the pulpit now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, especially, so I, I wonder if it was tougher. It was probably tough for him to not do that. I, well, he from an early age knew he didn't want to. Oh, okay, he's like from an early age knew he wanted to follow his mother and invent stuff. That's it, pretty so. cool. It's it was kind of perfect setup as far well not perfect because we'll talk about some of the bad parts of the relationship with his parents but having that really strict father and then like a really not carefree but like a very allowing mother mm. who supported him but they both supported him just in different ways sure so I think having both sides of that really helped him become the person that he came became when he got older 
Yeah, having a dis- disciplinarian and also a free thinker in the yeah. house. I think that's huge. Yeah. You don't want two of both yeah, on, right. on either side. <laughs> yeah, either exactly. side yeah. sure. That's good. In his younger years, Nicola faced quite a bit of adversity in his home life. Not only was he one of five children, but he regularly played second fiddle to his older brother, Dane, who was, by Nicola's own accounting, quote, gifted to an extraordinary degree, one of those rare phenomena of mentality which biological investigation has failed to explain, oh end quote. What a compliment. Yeah, by And Nikola this is coming Tesla. from Nikola Tesla. That's like, incredible. So I, I brought this up to Evan when I was reading auto, Tesla's autobiography, which is what I use for a majority of like the childhood stuff for his mm-hmm. life. Um, and hearing him say that his brother was that talented, you wonder what would have been accomplished had they both been alive. Like a team. Yeah. Yeah. Or would he not have even wanted to? Because I heard that he was kind of a loner. Like he liked Mm. to do a lot of work on his own. And if his brother had been alive, would he, would that have been the same thing and be like, no, like let me do my stuff on my own. Or yeah, would he have teamed up with his brother and been like, and got like twice as much done. Who knows? Right. But like, also, would they be competitors? Oh, not, yeah. Like, I mean, brothers can be competitive too. That would have yeah. helped then. I mean, it would have oh, yeah, pushed push things for, for further, yeah. probably. But yeah. also, I think with his brother being the older and the, he might have gone into the clergy following yeah. in his father's Definitely footsteps. And then that would have right. taken pressure off of Nicola. Yeah. Because he could have done what he wanted then, unless they without both feeling got, guilty yeah, about it. Unless yeah. they both got pushed in. But yeah. who knows? It's one of those what ifs of history, yeah. I guess. Yeah. When Nicola was around the age of six, his brother was injured while horseback riding and subsequently died from the accident, and this naturally left his parents heartbroken. And whatever Nicola did that was worth crediting after his brother was dead reminded his parents of Dane. And so Mm. it gave Nicola a severe lack of self-confidence in his own abilities, despite the fact that he was showing promise in his own intellect from a pretty early age. Mm. So it was kind of a, a very rough spot for him in his life. He just he felt like anytime he did something good, it was a negative consequence. Right. Like you're not your brother type deal. Exactly. Yeah. And he was the golden child for his parents. So it's, it's tough when you have to follow in those footsteps, especially cause you're the only other boy in the family. His the mm-hmm. other three siblings were all girls. So, but you also wonder if that pressure led him to work so hard to do what he did, yeah. Yeah. which is possible. It could have, you just never know like how, like the butterfly effect changes everybody's like maybe nicola if his brother hadn't died his older brother dane yeah becomes nicola and nicola Mm -hmm. doesn't like lives in his shadow his whole life right and the whole world could be different yeah but as we'll see later on since tesla is on his own so much that's kind of the reason he like his downfall happens Mm. so maybe if they both work together and like even if nicola was second fiddle to his brother mm-hmm. but they had each other yeah then they could have succeeded on aspects where he failed on his own later but like being a smidge bit better at the business side yeah. of <laughs> he does like a little bit like yeah. submit a patent my guy submit yeah. a patent bro <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it was also around the time that his brother died that the Tesla family moved to Gospich, which left Nikola heartbroken because he had to leave the farm animals that he had at his current house behind, especially his pet black cat, which is the one thing that he really found solace in when he was a young kid. And it was said oh. that the reason that he got interested in electricity was because he pet his cat and got static shock from the mm. cat. And he saw like the little spark of lightning between mm-hmm. his finger yeah. and the cat. And that's how he got interested in electricity. 
So that is fascinating. He got shocked and was like, this is going to be my thing now. <laughs> this like, is awesome. <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I'm off to university. <laughs> yeah. Got shocked by the, got shocked by the kitty. At six years old. Yeah. <laughs> got his briefcase back. Yeah. <laughs> Nicola's maturing was further stunted after this due to a quote unquote peculiar affliction in his boyhood. According to his autobiography, Nicola would often see vivid images of things and scenes that he had seen before, which were often accompanied by strong flashes of light. These these hallucinations caused him a lot of anxiety, seeing scenes in the middle of the night, such as recent funerals that he had been to, and there were scenes so clear that he could seemingly put his hand through them. dramatic. He's having very, very vivid hallucinations at a young age. Wow. But did that come as a result of like being shocked by a black cat? Like, is he also part witch? <laughs> He's a witch. Yeah, I. This part of it is really odd to me because yeah. it. I, he never struggles from like epilepsy or anything like that later in life, as far as anyone knows. Mm. So I, I don't know if it was just a random occurrence that something misfired in his brain, and or it was just the stress he was under. Maybe we're probably talking like I believe like Peter mentioned like genius people just have such different brains so maybe his brain truly is just firing off different messages like there's a wire tripped but like yeah there's pros and cons to that when he does suffer through quite a few (laughs) mental breakdowns throughout his life so i think he just when he's extremely stressed i think his brain just does stuff like this to Mm -hmm. kind of refocus where he's putting his attention but I don't and it's know. all the terrible stuff. Like it's a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like it can't be yeah. that one time we were just frolicking through the meadow. Yeah, no. me and my cat running around having a great time. No, remember no. your nope. dead brother? You're going to be seeing <laughs> oh that gosh. a lot. Like, oh my gosh. In order to remedy these hallucinations, Nicholas said that he would instead concentrate on thoughts of other things that he had seen. But eventually he ran out of familiar things since he hadn't really seen a lot of the world at this point. And instead, he began to build elaborate trips in his mind, visiting other places, other cities, and other countries, and meeting new people, making new friends, and even living in those cities in his imagination. And according to his recounting, these imaginings were just as clear to him as the people he knew in his actual life. And they were just as dear to him, too. Like You're saying he, as he could have been a great novel writer, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, it's, but this is where... Once he gets to his teenage years and he starts to focus on his inventing a lot more, Mm. this is where he gets the ability to visualize his concept without drawing them or without modeling them first. But he frames out the entire thing in his head and sees how it runs in his head. And he said, I could fix all of the mistakes before I actually built anything. So Mm. I didn't have to keep making different prototypes. What? And that's completely different brain. Yeah. He was like, I could literally see everything running, how everything fired, how it's insane. Wow. But he never had to, he never had to remake his models for the most part. So, but he also never had to restart the Wi Fi, which I have. That is true. So, are we, he never had to blow, who's, who's smarter? Never here? had to blow in an N64 cartridge. I mean, who's the real genius? Yeah. So I guess in the end, this affliction that he suffered from ended up being a, somewhat of a positive for him as he, as he grew up later in life. But throughout his childhood, Nicola was 
naturally a pretty nervous boy, alternating back and forth between extreme emotions, constantly suffering from, as he put it, fear of evil forces. Oh. So he was he was scared of ghosts. Smart man. He was a paranormal boy as well? I, I guess in his childhood. Later in life, he's like, bah, ghosts aren't real. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> as a kid, he's like, yeah, maybe. The spook. Although there was a weird instance where he said he communicated with aliens, and then after that said, nah, nothing on that's real. Oh. So, it's because the CIA got to him. It's true. Exactly. Told him to, told him to the, hush up. The men in black came with their yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> aliens? No, no, I don't have any recollection of that. But yeah, I, We didn't even address that. Like, Well, last week, by the time we're listening, like, aliens were proven to be real today. Really? Yeah. I yeah. didn't see that. We can talk about that later, but yeah. I, I mean, it's not it's, a big deal or anything. It's, yeah, <laughs> just, but here's the thing. is now, Tesla. The way they're, they're doing it now is that they're trickling it out super slowly so that everyone loses interest halfway through so that yeah. it doesn't matter in the end. I'm it's, not going to lie. I saw the video of this special agent literally confirming that we're in possession of UFOs and yeah. non-human biological substance. And then I scrolled down and saw a video of Jordan Love completing a pass. I'm like, this is more important. (laughs) (laughs) Go back, go. Uh, Anyways, uh, after suffering from these evil forces, uh, he developed weird and peculiar aversions in his childhood that he kind of carried with him, I think, all his life, such as his extreme dislike of women's earrings or his revulsion at the sight of pearls. Wow. Very, he, it's it, his autobiography is really well written because it's kind of quirky in mm-hmm. the way that he writes, but it's really funny too because he talks about how he hates women's earrings, and then the following sentence is bracelets were fine if they're of good quality. <laughs> it's like, what? But he sees an earring, like a pearled earring, he'd throw up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like hypersensitive OCD, unlike oh, certain right. things. Nailed it. Yeah. On his walks, he made sure to count his steps, and he would calculate the volume okay, of his. He would calculate the volume of all of his meals. Everything that he did repeatedly had to be done a number of times divisible by three, and he would redo the entire process if he missed that number, even if it took him hours. Well, Pete nailed it. Yeah, I was about to say it's because that yeah. couldn't have been more spot. <laughs> nope, you yeah. actually had a vision. Of what was going on <laughs> at time. I could see it in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a funeral happened. Oh, and then man. a funeral. Oh, good. But this reminds me, too, of when we talked about Howard Hughes. He oh, had, yeah. like, a severe OCD kind of, too. Mm-hmm. And he was also brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird how similar things happen between these kinds of people. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a trait of the genius. Like, you have to be so particular and so exact with... Exactly. Can you imagine, like... They're like hours doing things divisible by three. Oh Got to do it. I need to knock on this door 21 times. Yeah. <laughs> it was also around this time that Nicola found that he had a voracious appetite for reading anything that he could. His father did have a large library, but he wouldn't permit Nicola to read from it most of the time. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Never really said why, but he... The clergyman was hiding some secrets between those uh, pages. Right, yeah. He had his, his magical grimoires in there. <laughs> yeah. He's actually a warlock, and he didn't yeah. want him to find exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> it was said that if Nicola got caught reading in his father's library, his father would fly into a rage and do anything he could to prevent his son from getting back into the library. It has to be he's hiding something. 
Why yeah. would why would a father not let his kid read? I don't. I, yeah, that's I, so I, he's the something. only thing I can think of is that he was reading books that weren't about going into the the religious oh, aspect of the life. Okay. So maybe he was trying to discourage his son from the inventing side, and sure. he was saying, "No, you can't read anything that teaches you other than the Bible." That or, make, yeah, that could make sense. I don't yeah. know though. Right, it, it didn't really say. But this wasn't the only instance that his father would fly into a rage. Uh, one time, having slapped Nicola in public at church after he accidentally stepped on a woman's fancy dress and ripped it as he came downstairs. So, Ooh. it was the only time corporal punishment was administered against Nicola. The only time his father ever hit him. So, I mean, it was just a one-time thing. It wasn't like mm. he was severely abused or anything, but yeah. it still leaves an impact on a child. Right, sure. Well, considering for the times, that's extremely rare. Yeah. I mean, in church, too? Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Huh. However, Nicola would regularly sneak into his father's library anyway, and mm. he developed a strategy for self-control, which he would use throughout his life to help keep himself focused. He said that reading kind of helped him focus on his own willpower and it helped him overcome a lot of the things that he was dealing with at the time. Mm. And this is also where he kind of started to develop that really vivid vision quests that he was going on in his mind. I'm so. just picturing like mission impossible level, like break in <laughs> trying to get into, he's, he's got yeah. the string on his back yeah. and he's floating down. Through just the trying vent. to get into the library, <laughs> trying not to drip sweat on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Nicola began to express his engineering prowess in resourceful ways at an early age. In one instance, while trying to scare his friends by swimming underneath a dock and surprising them, he got stuck underneath the dock and nearly drowned. However, he was able to envision the structure of the dock in his mind and correctly guessed where there would be a pocket of air for him to poke his head up, and he eventually swam back out. He's a superpower. He's a superhero. No, that one I'm calling shenanigans on. No, <laughs> he's so. like, I'm just picturing the dock, and there's going to be a pocket of air here. Well, he said he knew like the structure of the dock, and he's just like, there's a gap in where like the supports are for it. So like you can go up in there, and there's probably at least a little bit of air underneath. So... I mean, I guess, I guess, but it's an, it's, it's like, also Nikola Tesla, I know, yeah, so I'm going to take they, his word for it. <laughs> right, right. But there's just like a bunch of, I guess, myths also around Tesla. It's like he was born on a stormy night. The worst lightning storm that right. the country has ever seen. He the was father of modern when Ben Franklin did the key to the yeah. kite. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he, he, this is all in his autobiography, and right, I, right, I don't right, know right. why he would have reason to really lie about that. I'm, I'm glad he did an autobiography. Yeah, like, yeah we're actually sure. really blessed that he did that. It's only, yeah. it sucks because it's only like, well, the part about his actual childhood is only like. 20 pages and then mm. the rest of it is like very detailed about how his work went and stuff like that mm. which is cool in its own right but it's just a lot of it i didn't understand what he was trying to say yeah so right. another instance saw him fashion his own hook out of a soft wire create his own fishing pole and used it to catch frogs and he made all the other kids in the neighborhood envious because he made his own fishing pole and was doing a lot better than them even though they had like purchased ones mm. Or perhaps the time he caught some June bugs, or as they were called in his homeland, May bugs, and he attached them to a rotating spindle to create a rudimentary turbine until another kid came along and started eating the June bugs whole and alive, and Nicola left <laughs> and stopped playing with the June bugs forever. I like how they just changed it by a month. June yeah. bugs? No, May bugs. May bugs. Yeah. <laughs> May here, June there. Yeah. Get it right. Get it right. But also, 
what kind of psycho kid? I know. <laughs> just comes and is like, ooh, a little treat. He was like these. He, he was talking about how industrious these bugs were when they were on the spindle. Like they mm. they worked tirelessly. And then he's like, this other army kid came over and started eating them. And I was thoroughly disgusted. And I oh, left. Oh, <laughs> man. Like a June bug, too. Those, Those are, are big. Gross. Yeah. They're big. It's a lot of protein. I, I was going to say, yeah, it's a hearty meal. Some, yeah, he spoiled his appetite <laughs> for dinner later. <laughs> That's so, like. All of, these, all of these instances took place, according to Nicola, when he was around six years old. So he's like very early age and he's already kind of getting that inventive or at least resourceful mindset. Mm. One of the most important instances of his problem solving was when Nicola fixed a collapsed fire hose in the new town when they moved to Gospich and thus helped the firefighters fight a house fire. And he kind of got a war, like, not awarded, but everyone in town kind of honored him for that because he helped save the day. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. This little kid. just Can you imagine being a firefighter and just a little six-year-old kid comes in? He's like, there's a kink in the hose. Yeah. I'll fix it. <laughs> I got this, boys. Basically a young Sheldon. Yeah, like. right. Exactly. At the age of 10, he entered Real Gymnasium and he began to excel in his studies, especially at math. But there was one thing that Nicola couldn't do. And that was freehand drawing, which almost single-handedly destroyed his promising advancement, because apparently they took quite a bit of stock in freehand drawing at this place. Out of all the things, it's yeah. like it's like when you couldn't do cursive, and you were like, yeah. <laughs> like they would yell at you for that. It's like I'm not even going to need this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do they even teach that anymore? Like, I don't think they teach cursive they don't teach anymore. Cursive. Kids these days, so, that would so easy. You're not going to have a calculator in your pocket when you're older. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Man. laughs> never have I been at the store and had 24 peaches and then had to go put 12 back <laughs> and then needed to know exactly what was left. <laughs> but at least you'll know when James's train is arriving in town. So. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa stole my peaches. I'm going after Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, his father met with the principal, talked about the freehand drawing stuff, and got that out of the way. So then Nicola was free to put more focus on his inventing, and he even began work on a vacuum pump-powered flying machine at a really early age, but kind of put it aside pretty quickly. And after graduating from the Real Gymnasium, Nicola fell ill with a combination of illnesses. Didn't say which ones. But they were so bad that physicians were ready to give up on him surviving. Whoa. So he was apparently on the verge of death at in in his teenage years, but he said it said that the only way that he survived was by reading, and specifically he read Mark Twain books. Oh, I thought he would have like solved his own illness or something. Like, right, I was I'm looking for... inside my digestive tract and I'm seeing an <laughs> obstruction. This yeah. is the one thing I couldn't visualize. Yeah. <laughs> Later in life, Nicola told Mark Twain himself that his writing saved his life, and apparently the usually cheerful Mark Twain burst into tears upon his recounting. So oh. apparently it was a big deal. Yeah. I, I always am blown away like when you think of like historical figures mm. and you realize they like were alive at the same time. Yeah. It's like you think Mark Twain and Nicola Tesla, and it's like, oh, they like had conversations, and that like makes my brain melt. I, know. Like, really I does, never yeah. put would have put that together. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and it's like Edison and Tesla work together, right. and then you have like Oppenheimer and Ed or, uh, Albert Einstein work together. It's all these people were alive at it's the same wild. time. I know. It is wild. very crazy to think about it like that. Yeah. Time, man. Time. <laughs> After recovering from his illnesses, 
Tesla continued at the higher Real Gymnasium and stayed with his aunt, where he said he was barely fed and lived under a rigid lifestyle for three years. But after that three years, Nikola returned back home to Gospic, and he fell ill once again with cholera. No. During a severe bout of the disease, he told his father that if he would be allowed to study engineering instead of joining the clergy, he might recover. Mm. Long con, I see. Wow. Just fake the old cholera. <laughs> fake the cholera. <laughs> fake cholera. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I mean, well, he if envisioned anyone figure, what it would be if like. Anyone can figure it out, it's him. Yeah. So Nicola's father agreed, and miraculously, Nicola did recover. So I don't know if it was just willpower or something, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> no take backs. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's like when we talked about the Fox sisters and the guy proposed and then she said yes. And he's like, I'm good to go. Again. Yeah. He's like, I'm miraculously recovered. After this, Nicholas spent some time away living in the woods and near the lakes of Eastern Europe to avoid being drafted for military service while also strengthening his body and his mind while being away. So kind of just gave him a reason to get out and exercise and kind of, get a little more fit after almost dying twice. Yeah. It was here that he began to come up with new and ambitious ideas for inventions, such as a giant ring around the equator, which would be used as a high-speed transportation network. It's actually a great idea. Yeah, like, write that one down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be incredible. But upon returning home after nine months, Nicola attended the Polytechnic Institute in Graz, Austria. Here, he excelled once again, putting in hours unseen by his professors, and. In his own estimation, he worked from 3 in the morning until 11 at night, every day, even Sundays, and holidays. So he got four hours of sleep the whole time he was there. That's an insane work ethic. I would never. Like, I can't imagine. I just, you just got to, I want to know, like, from his autobiography, like, if I want him to have written down how hard that was, or if it was just like, no, my passion gets me up and like I just love this so much that it's not even a chore. Or if every single morning at like mm. three in the morning he was like, I hate this, I don't think I can go on, but I'll just do one more day and just grind it. Drag himself. One day at a time. Right. Like what? We we can't know that. I know. But like when someone does something so in- incredible like that, I, I'm so curious what their like emotion or, or you know, what. He just wanted it. it more. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, does he ever address like the psychology, like what his mindset was, like doing those long of hours in the autobiography? He, he just said that he was like he wanted to succeed and he wanted mm, to excel, man. and so that I was guess. his work. He he wanted to get good grades, and he said most of the reason was he wanted to go home, so he could. He was really happy to go home because mm. his grades were so good, and he's like, mm. my dad's gonna be so proud. Oh wow! But oh, yeah. he, despite his outstanding grades, his father was still cold to him because he received a call from Nicholas' teacher who expressed concern about his extreme work schedule, saying like uh, he's gonna kill himself if he keeps working like this. Okay, so at least some people were like. This is odd. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I feel better now. Like, take a deep breath and go yeah. to sleep for a you little probably, bit. You probably should take a nap, yeah. buddy. So right. his father's praise for his son was secondary to the fact that he's like, if I do praise him, then he's going to keep doing this. Mm, right. I need to find a way to make sure that he's not going to kill himself yeah. through overworking himself. But it was here at this Polytechnic Institute that Nicola was called a, quote, star of first rank by one of his teachers, and he began his studies with electricity here in earnest, focusing on alternating currents to possibly rival the popular direct current method. In his sophomore year, Nicola developed a bad gambling habit, and he lost all of his tuition money in the process. 
I'm so curious to see like what he was gambling on because like there's no sports gambling. Was there horse races? Already? Oh, there might have been horse races, but like, I, was he just like no idea playing some cards? I think like, it was a lot of cards, just yeah. a lot of dice. I think it was just a lot of poker and stuff like that, or whatever card games they played in right. Serbia. Putting but, bets on what colored boat would come down the river. Yeah, like, there wasn't much to do. Simultaneously, his grades fell harshly, and he was forced to eventually drop out of school. And it. it said that it wasn't uncommon for students to not finish their higher education at this time. So it wasn't like this was an unheard of thing to do. But Mm -hmm. after this grand embarrassment, he did hide from his parents and decided to go off on his own for a little bit, eventually getting arrested on his travels for not having proper residency permits, I believe in Slovakia. And he got sent home to Gospic under escorted armed guard. (laughs) Kind of a bad boy. Yeah. This is his bad boy street. Yeah, the bad boy inventor. But it's funny because he talks about how... Is this ga- John Dillinger again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how his gambling was so bad, and all it took was his mom saying, oh, it's fine. Once you lose all your money, we'll, we'll get over it then. And he's like, I should probably stop now, huh? Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> that's like expert level momming. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, she has a point. Shortly after returning home, Nicola's father passed away, and two of Nicola's uncles gave him money to attend a university in Prague. Unfortunately, Nicola didn't meet the language requirements and also arrived late to apply, so he couldn't take part in the lectures, but he could still sit in on them. So, it's kind of an interesting thing. They were like, he couldn't participate in the classes, but he could be there. Which is almost better, in my opinion. He just can't raise his hand. Would they, I would guess. they make him wear like a red shirt or something yeah. and be like, "Not that guy. You can't talk." But everyone else, can. they have him in a cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in a cage off to the you side. You can listen. Yeah, you oh can listen, gosh. but no notes. Insert Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. Thank you. That was great. Shortly after attending university in Prague, Tesla got his first job as an electrical engineer working for a former employee of Thomas Edison in Budapest and truly began to work on his alternating current theories. He struggled to come up with a way to get his inventions to work with rotating magnetic fields. No idea. But one day, while strolling in the park with a friend, Tesla had a revelation and drew out the entire blueprint, the entire blueprint for his idea in the sand with a stick. As one does. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's, drawing up battle plans. <laughs> yeah, he's scrambling to find the right stick, probably also in like yeah. the right sand. Has to get three sticks, multiples of three. Yes. Can you imagine just walking with a friend through the park talking about poetry or something? Mm-hmm. And then he just goes blank faced, walks to the beach, and just starts drawing out this thing that's gonna revolutionize the world as you know it. Right. He's like shh 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 And then like five years later he actually does it. <laughs> you know, I actually have heard across uh, the board for like m- mega genius creators. Mm-hmm. It's like that most of them agree or talk about like if they had an idea or something hit them, like for a, for a song for like Michael Jackson, he, he would go right. to the he would go to the studio at like two a.m. and call his producer and be like, "Hey, we need to write this down, or this is gonna be gone." Yeah, like we need to right. get this out. Like so, it's almost like a like a divine something gets into your head and you're like, "Okay, if I don't act on this." It might go away and it might actually go to somebody else. Right. Depending on who is controlling all these ideas and throw it at somebody else who's actually going to act on it. Right, exactly. So I think that's kind of cool. After a year of working for this company in Budapest, Tesla was hired by the Continental Edison Company in Paris and began installing direct current lighting fixtures, quickly impressing his managers. 
So he was soon designing improved fixture, fixtures and motors for the company and moved throughout their other European facilities in France and Germany. So it didn't take long for him to make an impression on everybody at this company. And then they started sending him to pretty much every branch saying, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, by 1884, Tesla unfortunately was broke because all of the people that he was working for failed on their promises of compensation for his work. And so his mentor, Charles Batchelor, told him, why don't you go try your luck in America? They mm. just failed to pay him. That's so crazy. Sorry, we failed. It's like, <laughs> thanks for money. the work, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. appreciate you. Good work. The way that he put it in his biography, was his autobiography was, I'll label he labeled them A, B, and C as like the people that he was working under. And he said, I would go to A and he'd say, Oh, B has to authorize it. And then he'd go to B and they'd say C has to authorize uh, it. And he'd go to C and they'd say A is the only one that could authorize it. And then it just sounds pretty sketchy. Kept going in a loop like that and he never got paid. So Wow. Good old corporate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Edison company too. Oh man. After almost missing the train and then waiting on the stern of the ship for someone to jump off so he could save them, Tesla arrived in America. <laughs> I love this dude. <laughs> he's so he's so quirky. And he weird. just has that thought, like I think that everyone has, like how can I be the hero on this yeah. boat or in, oh, definitely. like this room? I, I think a lot of people do go through like those scenarios in their head, like what if this crazy thing happens? I would do this and yeah. being for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously it doesn't happen. We're like, oh, I would have, I would have though, I would have done it. Yeah, but it's funny because the next sentence in the book was after thinking about it for a while. After ruminating on this experience, I realized how stupid that was, mm -hmm. and I, I vowed to never do that again. <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to jump off the boat. Like, into, like, <laughs> into the propellers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, not to mention you get sucked in from the current. Yeah. Of the, right. Yeah. So, and I don't even know. if that doesn't happen, you're in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And you're also idea. a sickly guy. <laughs> yeah. You're always yeah. almost dying. You're always almost dying. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I want to get a t-shirt that's just a picture of Nikki oh, yeah. Tesla. Always almost, almost dying. dying. <laughs> and two people will get it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Arriving in America armed with a letter to Edison from Charles Batchelor that said, quote, I know two great men. One of them is you, and the other is this young man. End quote. So very high praise. Yeah. Wow. To be compared to Edison in any way is pretty high praise. Mm. Tesla was hired at Edison Machine Works in New York City, where he would work for only six months before him and Edison would constantly argue over the merit of switching from Edison's popular direct current system mm. to Tesla's more efficient and less costly alternating current system. So yeah. came to blows pretty quick. Not physical blows that'd be kind of funny though <laughs> i wonder who would win like Seeing a very sickly kind of like boyish figure or thomas edison in his prime in his prime yeah <laughs> but edison a bit you can cut that. What, was, that was he was he a, uh, i was gonna ask if thomas edison was a big dude but that does not have any prevalence on the story <laughs> was he an absolute unit <laughs> i have was to, he a baddie <laughs> i have to know now <laughs> anyway also very small man <laughs> yeah by uh march of 1885 tesla had acquired financial backing from two men named robert lane and benjamin vale and he started his own lighting utility company and called it tesla electric light and manufacturing instead of using edison's incandescent lamps tesla used a new arc light bulb that he designed while working with edison 
However, his investors quickly began to doubt the merits of switching their work over to the AC power system. And in 1886, they basically kicked Tesla out of his own company and left him basically penniless. That's what that's what Apple did to Jobs. They kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. Tesla Tesla did it first. Right. <laughs> he laid the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> to eke out a living, Tesla took on electrical repair jobs and dug ditches for around two dollars a day. And Tesla stated. Uh, about this period, quote, my high education in various branches of science, mechanics, and literature seemed to me like a mockery, end quote. Do you, you just have Nikola Tesla coming into your home to fix like a light bulb? Or he's like, like electrical repair. see him on the side of the road digging, digging a, a ditch. ditch. Yeah. This time of survival only strengthened Tesla's resolve to prove that AC power was better. So it kind of gave him that nose the grindstone attitude to f- really destroy Edison at this point. Do you think at this point of his life he's not working from, or he's getting more than four hours of sleep? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Got done with a day of ditch digging and just straight to the lab? Probably. Once April of 1887 rolled around, Tesla had found new investors and founded the new Tesla Electric Company in New York City to develop new types of electric motors and generators. It didn't take long for Tesla to develop a new type of induction motor that ran on his alternating current power, proving to be simpler and more dependable than the DC-driven motors of the time. DC, direct current, AC, alternating current. If you guys haven't figured that out by now, uh, why are you listening? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, But that's what I'm going to use going forward. It's just a lot easier. Um, Is that what AC-DC is? I I don't know if that's why they named themselves that. Oh, the band? I have yeah, no I, idea. I, I, just a, <laughs> because they're just electric. Yeah, they, were, they were big fans of Tesla. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they actually all had master's degrees in assorted engineering fields. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently the uh, DC motors had an extra mechanical part to them that would break a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And his, the AC motors didn't have that. So it just saved a lot of time and repair work and stuff like that. But he patented his new design in May of 1888, and he unveiled it in a paper to the American Institute of Electrical Engineers shortly after. And there was one man in the audience named George Westinghouse, who was so impressed by the invention, and he visited Tesla's lab, and afterwards purchased all of Tesla's patents for developing the new induction motor and began to build them under the Westinghouse Electric Corporation with Tesla as an advisor. So... Didn't take him too long once he started actually creating the things that he was envisioning in his head before someone took notice. Right, and got some actual capital because you can be as smart as you as you want. You need the money to actually do it. And he's his business sense is almost non-existent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was not a good businessman, like you mentioned. Prolific gambler for a long time. Not the best with his money. Mm. So this. New arrangement worked for both sides, since Westinghouse could now capitalize on this new technology, and Tesla would finally make some money for consulting on his designs. However, there was one man who was not happy about this new turn of events. You guys want to guess who that is? Tommy? Tommy boy. Tommy boy. <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Edison. A very slept on, like, huge asshole of yeah. history. Oh. Like when we talked about... Understated. Uh, yeah. When we talked about the Hollywood... Like the beginnings of Hollywood, oh yeah, and all of his shenanigans that he did there. You guys can listen back to to that one. Forced if you want, everyone but. to go to California, pretty much. Yes, yeah. yeah, had a monopoly. Like, yeah, he was. He's not like the most ethical guy. <laughs> Say what you will, 
great businessman. Brilliant. Yeah, he actually had business <laughs> he, sense. He had all I the guess business if, sense. If, I'd rather choose if I could be one or the other. I guess I'd rather be Tesla and be a good guy and right. not get the credit for my inventions while I'm alive. But In the billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough I don't one. know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I guess it's easy for me to say now, but Edison realized that there was a lot of potential danger that an economically and technically superior AC power system posed to his direct current setups. So he undertook a widespread and aggressive PR campaign to slam against AC power as dangerous and ill-advised. Not only did he use newspapers for this, but Edison and his team began to tour the United States, electrocuting animals in public to prove the dangers of alternating current. Yeah. Oh, politics. Yeah. Gotta love it. He was a great PR. Good old schmear campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine someone doing this today? Just going around and electrocuting animals in, in public venues. And also, like, he did a tour of it. Yeah. So there's just bodies there's, of elephants. He did dogs. Yeah, cats. there's a video. He probably did cat, a Tesla's we'll cat. Be in Houston will be in Pittsburgh <laughs> on, on these dates. Subscribe to Patreon, the early access to tickets. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's like an Instagram live. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> it's your boy, Tommy oh Eddie here. Here to electrocute another pig. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Topsy the elephant. Oh, my uh, God. It's so sad. If you're a prime Patreon member, use code <laughs> <Yeah>. Tommy. <laughs> Uh, Edison even went back on his opposition to capital punishment, suggesting that AC-powered electrocution would be a good choice when New York State wanted a more, quote-unquote, humane way to hang, or a more humane way than hanging to execute prisoners. Yeah, he changed his tune very Very quickly. You know what would be great for these people? Tesla's thing. Killing them. (laughs) Goodness gracious. The year 1890 saw the first person executed by electric chair, a murderer named William Kemmler. Didn't go very well from what I remember. I I believe we talked about it in our executions episodes. If you want to go listen to that, you can hear all about it. However... All of this failed to prove to Edison's backers that AC power wasn't the way to go, and in 1982 or 1892, Tesla and Westinghouse prevailed. Shortly thereafter, Wall Street big shot John Pierpont Morgan purchased Edison and Westinghouse companies and formed General Electric, switching over completely to AC power. Big deal. Yeah. JP Morgan. Huge (laughs) name. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, like that JP Morgan. The guy who sunk the Titanic guy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic's going to come up in a little bit. All right. <laughs> Tesla got paid around $105,000 in royalties in 1891, which was the same year that he officially became a U.S. citizen, and he established two personal laboratories in New York. However, it didn't take long for the checks to dry up when Westinghouse went bankrupt after heavy borrowing to expand proved to be a bad move. Oof. So even his investors aren't really... Good businessman. Just no one had business <laughs> sense. I mean, it was because it was like the brokerage that they were going right. through went out of business or something. So kind of wasn't their fault, but bad turn of events for, for Tesla. Despite this, Tesla continued to develop new AC-focused technologies and toured colleges to present his findings, which established him officially as the leading electrical engineer research, researching in his day. He proved AC could be used across longer distances, even wirelessly potentially, and began to work on developing radio capabilities. In 
1893, Tesla even used his AC technology to light the entirety of the World's Fair in Chicago, which was a great public display of his new superior system. If you've ever seen pictures of the World's Fair in Chicago, it's massive. Mm-hmm. So, so big. For him to be able to do that in such a short amount of time after patenting it, that's a very good way to prove to everyone that you got what it he takes. He went on three hours of sleep for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got up at 2 a.m. Yeah. for that one. <laughs> Shortly after, Tesla also secured a historic contract to build the generators for a new hydroelectric power plant at Niagara Falls which officially established AC as the new standard for electric power. Yeah, AC is really coming up now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's proven to work. It has financial backing. Like, he's in a really good spot at this point. Way cheaper, way more efficient. Yes. Than and DC. like you mentioned, it doesn't break down as much as DC motor, like the motor side of it. Yeah. It doesn't break down, like, more reliable. Well, and there's way less. Cooler line. name, you don't have Nikola to ro- Tesla. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to Edison's run. Edison's blood is just boiling at this point. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's rolling in his uh, grave right now hearing us talk. <laughs> he's so pissed at his parents like, you had to name me Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't give me a cool name. <laughs> yeah. But also, like DC, it, for those of you that don't know, direct current, it just goes one way down a power line. So you have to have a ton of more, a ton more actual physical lines for the electricity mm. to run through. Whereas alternating current obviously can go either way. And it can diminish power a lot easier. So it's not nearly as hard to spread out into various households or whatever you want to use it for because you just need a transformer and then it Mm. can split it off wherever it needs to go. Mm. Throughout the 1890s, Tesla continued his work with radio waves to try and find a way to send messages wirelessly from one place to another. Despite a fire in one of his laboratories burning hundreds of models and prototypes worth an estimated $50,000 at the time, Tesla successfully sent a radio message from one of his labs to the hotel room that he was living in at the time. So, already, before the turn of the century, he's already kind of getting the basics of radio down. That's pretty sweet. This was in big part thanks to his patented Tesla coil which not only shoots out crazy lightning bolt-looking electrical currents, but also serves as a fundamental part in early radio technology. So it's insane to me that he developed one thing that was able to do so much in an instant. Like it, it literally changed the landscape of everything. Yeah. And it didn't get any credit for it until like 40 years after he died. It's just interesting, like... In the research, the way that he breaks it down, I forget the exact way he puts it, but he basically broke it down so simply that it's all about like vibrations yeah. like for all these different inventions, whether it's electrical vibrations or just vibrations in the air. Mm-hmm. Like that makes no sense. <laughs> well, what you did think, you just say? Yeah. Stuff that still that blows my mind still to this day is like, uh, explain airdrop to me, like a yeah. kindergartner. Like yeah. just try and break it down into its simplest terms. It's like. Uh, it's black magic. Yeah. That's yeah. basically it. It's, or, it's magic. Like Bluetooth? Bluetooth. Dude, I, I, it makes no sense. So there yeah. has to be, it's kind of like how like dolphins have like sonar or whatever. Right. Right. So there's all these like waves that are going through the air that we can't perceive or see. <laughs> yeah. But Tesla was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like latch onto all these and like mm-hmm. adjust the wavelengths and stuff. Have you guys heard like, um, there's a different Hertz uh, to like play music on that's supposed to be like more centering or something like that it's like 432 hertz is like 
better for your soul because it's like the hurts of the earth or something like that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so, so this is kind of like a conspiracy ish thing, but apparently most music is that used the to brown be, note? No, the brown note. <laughs> no, that's the number two. Yeah. Uh, if uh, it's, um, it used to be like, I think it was in that hurts. They used to do all the music and then, most record companies are like, oh, we're switching to this other one, which is apparently supposed to be more of a stressful Hertz. So when you listen mm-hmm. to music, you, you actually like raises. Ah, <laughs> that will, was dynamite. I will, not, I will not high five. You it. can't hang on this side <laughs> of the table. Was, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like supposed to like raise your blood pressure and your anxiety when you listen to music, but it also gets you like excited hmm. instead of like mellowing you out. Interesting. I don't I know not, if any of that's know true. That. But I th- we're going to say it is. I heard it. I that's, heard that was it. your research for the day. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Science, Peter's version. <laughs> oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. He's developing radio. So he pushed the radio power that he was developing further, and he actually developed a remote-controlled model boat that he called a teleautomaton. Tele- oh, tele- which he actually displayed like at a college and everyone thought he was using magic mm. or he had like a secret person controlling it somewhere. <laughs> I wonder how big the boat was. That's why I was just about to ask really? you. Yeah. <laughs> I only saw one picture and there was nothing to scale it off oh. of, so I don't know how big it actually But it, as big as it looked pretty big because there was three motors in it. Yeah. So, right. and well, and if it's in the ocean he was testing it? No, I, I don't think or so. A lake? I, I don't know where he tested it. Oh, it oh, might have mm. just been in a pool at a school, honestly. Oh, I don't okay. know. It was just a demonstration at a college from all okay. I heard about it. So. Okay. But yeah, I mean, he's built a radio-controlled boat. That's insane. Yeah, that's <laughs> How so much time nuts. do you think he spent on the details of the boat? Like all oh, the, yeah. the bow and the stern have to be perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I sit here so that if anyone jumps off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be navy blue, not aqua blue. But, but the picture that I saw is kind of cool because it's just a clear glass or plexiglass outer casing, and then okay. you can see the motors inside, and then there's antennas Dude. sticking out of it. So that's awesome. It looks pretty sweet. So he used that idea to try and sell later to the U.S. Navy as a radio-controlled torpedo idea, but then he was turned away, and then the Navy, after a while, was like, man, we probably should have took him up on that, and they had to develop it on their own. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, he was on Does anyone something. keep his number? Does anyone have his card? <laughs> we'll just wait till he dies and steal everything. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> he, he had cholera, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it won't be long. Yeah. <laughs> So around the turn of the century, Tesla relocated his laboratory to Colorado Springs after taking a contract worth $100,000 to create a new lighting system. His patron at this time was John Jacob Astor, who would later be one of the victims to perish on the Titanic. Mm. But once Tesla got the money from John Jacob Astor, he definitely didn't work on a new lighting system (laughs) and instead (laughs) tried to further study into terrestrial stationary waves which he believed could be tapped into around the world to create a system of free energy that could transmit this energy wirelessly. So basically, he's like, there's a lot of electrical currents in the Earth itself. If we can Mm. tap into those, we can use it and just transmit them different ways, and then no one has to pay for it. And the guy that paid him for it was like, I just want some lights. (laughs) This is not what I paid you for. Like Tesla interpreted it as, oh, you want all of the lights. What if if Tesla pushed him to go on a vacation? 
Tesla Ooh. sunk the Titanic <laughs> with a torpedo. JP was like, just <laughs> with a torpedo. A radio-controlled radio iceberg. <laughs> oh my God. A radio-controlled iceberg. Dude, that Guys, is... we're breaking new ground here. That is my new favorite conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, that is Nikola fantastic. Tesla. The Titanic kept turning, but the iceberg <laughs> kept coming towards them. The what is it? Like, Shades wow. chasing them? <laughs> the iceberg got him from behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then his plasma cutter like cut it in half down the middle. Oh, yeah. my good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you heard it here folks. first, folks. Nikola Tesla perturbed John Jacob Astor enough to go on a vacation on a new cruise liner that he then sunk with a remote control iceberg. Boom. Write it down. Put it, <laughs> it's history. Call yes. us. Call us, Joe Rogan. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So at the same time he was trying to tap into these electrical waves on the Earth for a free energy system, Tesla began to also build a massive tower on Long Island, New York. He used his design of a magnifying transmitter that he designed in Colorado Springs, and he planned to use this tower, which he called the Wardenclyffe Tower, to transmit all of his messages around the world through various antenna. Antennae. Antennas? Antennae. Sure. However, that's 90% of the show is if you say something confidently enough, you can just He's get away a, with yeah, it. Yeah, no, that was the perfect timing for the camera. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. However, since Tesla was backed once again by big investors like JP Morgan, who himself had made a deal for 51% of Tesla's patents, Tesla's efforts proved to be taking too long to be monetarily lucrative for the ones with the money. So, he he was able to create man-made lightning with his new Tesla mm-hmm. coils, but his ambitious free energy project was stalling too much, and eventually the investors pulled out their support, and he was left with a giant tower and nothing to use it for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the man-made lightning is very metal, very cool. But it Those are the most sense. iconic pictures of him now. So, right. Yeah, it's right. crazy looking. I well, The crazy part to me is that he's just sitting in a chair casually mm-hmm. reading... While there's just giant bolts of lightning shooting past yep. his head. It's insane. <laughs> it is very cool. But he's just envisioning it all in his head. So he knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In the end, Tesla's rival, ooh, I don't know how to say Marconi's first name, Guglielmo. Guglielmo? Guglielmo Marconi. Marconi, with backing from Andrew Carnegie and Thomas Edison, wow. pushed past. Oh. In the end, Tesla's rival Guglielmo. We're a big last Let's name. Go to Marconi. Let's, Let's go to Marconi. Guglielmo Marconi, with backing from Andrew Carnegie and Thomas Edison, pushed past Tesla with radio transmission, and he was put at the forefront of telegraphy or telegraphy. Hmm? Uh, sure. That one was right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tesla later tried to take Marconi to court, saying that he basically copied all of Tesla's ideas from the 1890s to create his own transmitters. But Tesla lost the, the court case and soon found his financial situation once again taking a downturn. Man, this guy's been through it. Yeah, he just doesn't. He has no security blanket for anything that he does. Oh, and he's also taking on some of the biggest names in the country at the time, like Carnegie. Marconi, yeah, Edison again. Like these are huge names well, with so much money behind them. And since he sold fifty-one percent of his patents yeah. to J.P. Morgan, anyone who wanted to finance him had to go through J.P. Morgan to get any OKs done. So it was mm. just it was a lose lose for everybody at that, except J.P. Morgan, right? Yeah, they were. <laughs> He's making plenty of money, yeah. but 
Due to uh, the uh, promises to make a more powerful radio transmitter, or despite his promises to make a more powerful radio transmitter, nobody would give Tesla money to continue. And in response, an angry Tesla cranked up the voltage of his transmitter at Wardenclyffe all the way and sent lightning shooting across the night sky to excite the sky in his anger. Wow. Kind of sick. That is one of the coolest, like, hissy fits. Not hissy fits, but to show it people pretty, that. No, it's yeah. a hissy fit. <laughs> it's like having Thor, like, getting ticked off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is actually super cool. Like, if I, if I had it's the a ability real to movie. do it. Yeah, yeah. right. I had the ability to do this, I would 1,000% oh, do Why this. wouldn't you do that every I night? I was going to say, yeah, just right. I would randomly do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like a, our electrical bill thing yet. Like, no, he's, I, and especially with this, he's creating it. it so. It's funny, though, because they talk about how the phone bill wasn't paid at Wardenclyffe. So, oh. like, but that was one of the things that was bad. Yeah. The phone bill. <laughs> yeah. Tesla continued on with his ideas, creating models of what would be precursors of fax machines and wireless cell phones. But Tesla was no longer the darling of the electrical engineering world, and thus nobody wanted to put their hat in his side of the ring anymore. Even back home, Serbian bankers were denying to fund Tesla's works. So Wardenclyffe slowly fell quiet, and Tesla suffered another mental breakdown. After failing at Wardenclyffe, Tesla couldn't handle his emotions and broke for a short time. He claimed during this time to see visions of his dead brother, and he went to go discuss his mental state with an author friend of his who ended up writing it into a book about Freudian ideologies. Oh. If you, yeah, I, I don't know if Tesla <laughs> signed off on that. No, or... probably not. People took advantage of him like crazy. Yeah. Like, even with J.P. Morgan, like, sure, getting 51% of his pens and also paying him like a good chunk of change. Like, they knew that they were getting a tremendous deal on what that could be, like free energy for the earth. Right. Well, and even like, Westinghouse early on, right. he w- when they went bankrupt, Tesla still had contracts to get paid through him. And mm-hmm. Tesla tore them up in front of him because Westinghouse had gone out on a limb for him to help him. So right. he was like, I, I don't want to screw you over now that you helped me out so much. So it's just that Tesla's naivety kind of got back to him after a while it's uh, got to be so frustrating to be to have that like creative mind and like know that if you had the time and the funding you could do all these incredible things but it's like you're you're contingent upon all these like corrupt people that like are like oh well we just don't see it happening and you're like but i can do it i just need help right and, and yeah like you just need the funding and it's not there. It's got to be so frustrating. Well, and it also sucks because he had to come to the cradle of capitalism to achieve anything. Whereas like yeah. if he wanted to do it in another place, there would just be no feasible way for him to do it. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the resources anywhere else. Yeah. Right. And this is like the time of America where like businesses could basically do whatever they oh, want. Yeah. Prime monopoly season. Like, <laughs> completely. Yeah. Prime monopoly season. There really weren't a lot of laws protecting workers there weren't a lot of laws protecting like small businesses it's like rockefeller basically had the biggest like monopoly on earth yeah and did shady practices there and carnegie oh man like the most corrupt so yeah he had a he had a rough go of trying to convince these people that he deserved money (laughs) after recovering from his mental breakdown in 1906 tesla turned his attention towards mechanical engineering instead of electrical engineering and designed a turbine and a vacuum pump intended for flight kind of what he rudimentally worked rudimenta rudimentarily worked on in his early schooling yeah it's like the first thing that he worked on yeah pretty much that came full circle (laughs) 
But he started the Tesla Propulsion Company, and he got backing from J.P. Morgan's son. Oh. However, the funding that was intended for his flight projects instead went towards trying to convince a German industrialist to fund his other projects, which he finally had to discontinue at the onset of World War I. So Wardenclyffe officially pretty much closed. Yeah, World War I kind of took a lot of resources away from yeah. inventors. There weren't a... There wasn't a lot of loose cash going Especially around. for a German industrialist. Yeah. He, uh, I don't think he's going to have much left for you. No. Tesla would get a working prototype of his turbines built, but they would constantly deform due to the weakness of the materials. So like, even when he finally gets a good thing done, like after his electrical engineering career, it just can't hold up to the pressures of what we had, they had available at the time. So they didn't have any alloys or anything really. So All right. What are you gonna do? I say, oh right, like I know what it, <laughs> totally the intricacies right. of an alloy. It's classic. You played RuneScape. You know how it's <laughs> At this point, Tesla slowly drained his personal bank account and filed for bankruptcy in 1916. He was technically still the owner of the Nikola Tesla company, but 90% of the stock for the company was owned by either friends, banks, or other financial institutions, and Tesla was left basically penniless once again. After the failed court case against Marconi, who would it would later be overturned after Tesla died, so he never yeah. even got credit for winning that either. That forced Tesla to work odds and ends jobs once again, inventing small things here and there for automobiles or watches. He did end up winning the Nobel Prize in the like early 19 teens with Thomas Edison. But he refused to share it with Thomas Edison. Yeah. <laughs> so it was subsequently given to someone else. <laughs> oh, they, they just didn't give it to him? Didn't give it to either of them. Oh, <laughs> all right, boys, if you can, share. Yeah, uh-huh. Tesla was adamant. He's like, I'm not sharing this award with Edison. Yeah. So this is also got the it. point in time where Tesla's just living out of hotels. Yeah. Also, like, he's not even, he doesn't have like a home to go to. Nope. And, like, he's just racking up. Hefty bills at hotels because he was too. living at Wardenclyffe, right. and then once he had to mortgage that off, he had hotels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like getting up to the point where it was tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and he never in nineteen tens. Well, and he never had a wife or anything, so he yeah. didn't have anyone to really talk to about any of this. So yeah, he's on his own. Tesla's contributions to electrical engineering would be recognized once again in 1917 when he won the Edison Medal from the American Institute for Electrical Engineers. Which has to suck to get a medal with your rival's name on it still to recognize your contributions. Oh, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, you win Edison medal. Yeah. Oh, I don't like, really want to you know your arch enemy. This? <laughs> you know, your literal mortal enemy. Yeah, the guy who tried to destroy your career. Yeah. My God. And <laughs> killed your pet cat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> In 1922, Tesla was forced to leave his residence at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel for a more affordable hotel called the St. Regis. It was here that Tesla would begin to feed pigeons off his windowsill and would often bring in the weak and injured ones to nurse them back to health. That is so wholesome. It is. It's kind of weird. He becomes like the person from Home Alone. (laughs) The pigeon lady? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He stated about this, quote, I have been feeding pigeons, thousands of them, for years. End quote. Okay. This thousands. makes me think of, like, uh, did you guys see The Prestige? No. I love that movie so much. great one. And Tesla's in that movie. Yeah. And this is kind of that era of him in that movie. That's what I've been thinking about, like, 
this entire research, this entire episode, just the prestige. Like yeah, that you, is such a good movie. It's a must watch. It's yeah. Phenomenal. Another Christopher Nolan. One. Yeah. He's, I, so, yeah. he's so good. Yeah. It didn't take uh, long for Tesla to get evicted from the St. Regis hotel due to unpaid bills. And well, all the pigeons in his room <laughs> probably didn't go over well. <laughs> can't imagine house cleaning being. Oh, they, like, they said the uh, smell was like, there's complaints of the smell. It's oh not good. Goodness. That is so gross. Birds are gross. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Birdman of Alcatraz. It was just this inmate that was stuck in Alcatraz for murder, and he snuck a bird into his room, and then he started studying birds. So his entire cell was just full of birds all the time. Can you imagine how bad that smelled? The guards were like, hmm, there's more birds in, in here today. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's an unusual it's, amount of squawking going on in the cell. Can't imagine. Nikola Tesla would then hop from hotel to hotel, leaving the bill unpaid at each one. One bright spot would occur during this period when Tesla's face graced the cover of Time magazine on his 75th birthday, which con- with congratulatory messages written inside from some of the greatest scientific minds of the time, like Albert Einstein. But three years later, in 1934, Westinghouse Electric Company did begin to pay Tesla $125 a month as a quote-unquote consulting fee. And they started to pay his rent at the Hotel New Yorker, where Tesla continued his now reclusive lifestyle. So he's finally making money getting paid in his 70s. He's almost 80, yeah. 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 (laughs) Golly. Made it. He's getting paid to consult when he's not even doing anything. You mentioning the dates, like 1920s, whatever. I'm like, okay, so this was like actually just 100 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Dude was alive 100 100 years years ago. ago. That's dude was alive for World War II. Oh my yeah. gosh! Is, he saw he saw Pearl Harbor. Well, not physically, but like yeah, yeah. He saw that ha- like event happen. Oh my goodness! Did he live through? I believe he did live through World War II. Right? What no, he died during World War. II. I'm sure yeah, we'll get to it. Right. What year did he die though? Forty three. Yeah, forty. So he died right in the middle of it, dude. Can you imagine him seeing the <laughs> atomic bomb? I, that's what I was like. If he would have seen that, that would have been crazy. Oh, yeah, man. He's like, well, if we filled the bomb with lightning, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla continued to espouse grand ideas like proving Einstein's theories of relativity true and creating a particle beam weapon, which he apparently did make a prototype of, mm-hmm. and he sent it to a hotel as payment for his bill that he didn't pay, and he stated in his letter that the box would blow up if it was mishandled. <laughs> So they just threw it in the in the back of the safe and never touched it again. You just send it to like a Hilton. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they're like, I don't get paid enough to handle bombs. An explosive <laughs> particle weapon. But by the late 1930s, Tesla was getting old. Even though he began to do an exercise of wiggling his toes every night that he believed would allow him to live until 135 years old, he was hit by a taxi in 1937 uh-huh. while crossing the street a few blocks from his hotel. Darn. He suffered back and rib injuries, but Tesla always refused medical attention, so he never really fully recovered. He then subsisted on a diet of boiled vegetables and warm milk, and kept three feet away from everyone when he went out in public to make sure that he was avoiding germs. By 1942, Tesla was mostly confined to his bed, and he slowly began to lose his mental faculties. On January 7, 1943, Nikola Tesla died alone in his room at the age of 86 from a heart attack. Three days later, the New York City mayor delivered a eulogy for the inventor of the modern world over the radio, and on January 12th, over 2,000 people attended his funeral. 
Afterwards, Tesla was cremated and his ashes were placed in a golden sphere, which is still on display at the Tesla Museum in Belgrade. After Tesla was gone, the United States government seized his possessions, which they feared may contain devices or designs that could be useful to help Nazi Germany if they got a hold of them. However, the FBI found nothing of interest and stated that most of his work was, quote, primarily of a speculative, philosophical, and somewhat promotional character, often concerned with the production of wireless and wireless transmission of power. But it did not include new, sound, workable principles or methods for realizing such results, end quote. Right, and that's where a lot of the conspiracy theory part of Tesla comes in. Like, like you mentioned, they didn't really find too much actual, like they didn't find a death ray, right? Or did they? But yeah, uh, and I have to, yeah, have to no, give... there was definitely not a death ray when we scanned his apartment. <laughs> yeah. There's no signs here of any death rays that we that we would confiscate. <laughs> Go to the Hilton. Go to the one that he Hilton. sent there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did watch a, a YouTube video. I have to give a shout out to the channel uh, called Bright Insights, where he talks about. It's very conspiracy theory led. Good, and that's he, what I asked you to do for this. He so. really dives into. Well, first off, the FBI seized the documents for about nine years and like all of Tesla's uh, belongings seized them for nine years because they were conducting an ongoing investigation, whether he leaked info to the Germans or to the enemies of the state. But they released the documents back to his family as soon as the investigation was done. But the FBI, and this is, of course, in a YouTube video, so who knows how 100% accurate it is. But the FBI always claimed that they didn't have the documents and that they gave them to the uh, agency that dealt with immigration at the time. But what they did have was actual just like pictures and like transcripts of all the notes. So like, they had it, they them. just yeah. didn't have the originals. <laughs> oh, but, so it's uh, semantics. No, we don't have them. Yeah, exactly. And then... That's bureaucracy for you. With yeah. the Freedom of Information Act, uh, all these technically have to be public information. And you have to take this with a grain of salt. But all of the documents, not all of them, but the majority of the documents are actually blacked out. Redacted Redacted, stuff. thank you blacked out yeah same thing but uh there's a lot of that's where the true conspiracy parts come of it like what's blacked out where there's schematics to a death ray what else did they have is this how they like eventually did get to different inventions such as the radio or not the radio excuse me like bluetooth and stuff that we have today very conspiratorial very like you can't really prove any of it but I do love the idea that it's a great it's conspiracy. Fun. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also uh, with his actual death, like you mentioned, it was a heart attack. I believe the technical phrasing of it uh, was a coronary thrombosis. Yeah. Which is just like a blood clot and it's a heart attack. Yeah. Like, but uh, a lot of people in my research said, no, it had to be the radiation that was getting to him. Allegedly, he was basically glowing when he died. Like, okay. <laughs> Or I, I, don't, like, I think the people. I don't think anyone was going to visit him if he was glowing. Right, right. right. Or it's like he died of. Oh, How did a taxi one. hit him if he was glowing? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, or he died of. Uh, he turned the death ray on himself. <laughs> like he went out with a bang. That would be it's, a way to go. But like the conspiracy side of it is very interesting. Also, like there's also a lot of thoughts that it was competitors. 
Yeah. Like rival inventors trying to get to his secrets. Like what's next? But at this time he's very old. His mental state is not the greatest. So, I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. I would love to get your guys' opinions. Like nine years is a very unusually long time to hold on to the belongings of someone who wasn't like a criminal or a known enemy of the States. Here's the thing though. When he was working on his death ray plans, he did talk to Russia too. Yes. And right after World War yes, II yes. was Cold War, so mm. that I would think would explain why they probably kept them as long right. as they did. Because they're like, right. if there is something in here, and Russia also has it, we have to find it right now. We have to know what it yeah. is. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you think, Peter? I think it's just it's just my assumption. I think it's pretty logical to assume that, uh, like countries are gonna lie to mm. the public for their own safety. You know, like the stuff that's going on at like Area 51 kind of stuff that they're like yeah. finding. They're not going to say, oh, we found out a way to <laughs> like work this uh, UFO so we can take out every single other country. They're going to be like, holy crap, don't tell anybody. <laughs> we, we, we figured it out. Guys, you know, we got it. It's There's secret, a secret time. <laughs> we do. We have to do up, up, down, X, Y, yeah. D pad. <laughs> and it unlocks everything. You Unlimited know? money. Unlimited <laughs> money, yeah. Unlimited money. Yeah. I mean, that's like the Manhattan Project. They built literal towns in the middle of the desert so that people had to live on while yeah. they worked on it so that no one would know what was going that's on. Just, so, that's all I'm saying is like if there was a death ray thing, there's or whatever he they they found that or they could have found that was could have been like a weapon or whatever to be used in war or to give someone an upper hand on whatever technology. I just don't see any scenario where they announce that to the public that right, they found right. it. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I think it's just as likely that they found a bunch of stuff that they didn't find anything. Oh yeah, that yeah. totally makes sense. That's what I. Think. I don't think that he was killed by anyone. Though. I think he just died. I think <laughs> yeah. he just had a yeah. heart attack. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he was. 80. If you're gonna kill somebody, you're not gonna wait till they're eighty something. Yeah, he's eighty six. <laughs> right. Man, we got him good. Before he's he could do any real damage. He's real. Let's move in. <laughs> yeah. He's eighty six and he's like ten years out from getting hit by a car. Like, could you imagine though? Like yeah. you come, like you come to assassinate Tesla and you break into his apartment. He's just sitting there with the death ray pointed, <laughs> death ray pointed right at you. Yeah, and he's glowing. <laughs> and he's glowing. Yeah. Uh, he looks like the Flying Dutchman oh, from, from SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be terrifying. He's like, I've been waiting for this day for 80 uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> so, after the FBI gave the works back, they were later sent to the museum in Belgrade ahead of his ashes. So, that's all in the same place now. But despite no attempts to patent many of his inventions or ideas, Tesla is believed to have been granted around 300 patents in his lifetime, with most of them in the United States, Britain, and Canada. And today, Tesla's legacy can be seen pretty much anywhere you look. Aside from hard rock ballads from 80s hair metal band Tesla or Elon Musk's electric automotive company of the same name, Tesla revolutionized the world that we live in today. Despite coming from a part of the world that wasn't known for being on the forefront of science, Tesla's harnessing of the AC style of, of electricity led the way for our modern power systems and pioneered radio and other types of wireless communications. But as cliche as it is, Tesla's ideas were just too far ahead of their time. Combined with his poor business acumen, the world Tesla was born into wasn't built for him to succeed, as he should have. However, in the end, even his eternal rival, Thomas Edison, had to admit that Tesla was indeed one of the great figures in the development of our electric world. And that is the life and times of Nikola Tesla. 
I heard uh, on the podcast I was listening to on my way here that one of it that he had quite a few things that like he didn't have time for to, but he had ideas of that they found, and one of them was he thought that you could take a you could get an image of what someone was thinking of and print it out. Like if you were thinking Ooh, of, yeah. like if you were thinking of a banana and it's like you have the thought and you can see it, that he could get some sort of like image of that, that we could see what you saw in your head. You know, they did that at Montauk, New York, and then they created mm. a giant Bigfoot monster that destroyed a satellite. Allegedly. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we did a whole episode. Oh my! Yeah, I'm awesome. digging on this. It's got time travel. It's got everything. Wow! I like yeah. it. Do you but know, like every single I wonder, possible like sci-fi or yeah. yeah sci-fi thing. That story has it. Oh, that sounds very fun. I wonder if he was just like, I can see everything in my head. Maybe everyone else. Can everyone do else that. could. See. He's just terrified that. Yeah. <laughs> so he just tries to invent it so that he makes sure it's impossible to invent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. He's a. Uh, He's the world would be vastly different if he hadn't come along. I mean, someone would have eventually figured it out, but yeah. who knows when, who knows where, who knows who would have done it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, crazy how much he actually did. And it's also crazy to not be recognized for any of it until he was after never like dead. super wealthy. Like a couple times he hit like, you know, good grants or whatever from people, mm. but he kind of blew it on whatever. No, it, he never seemed to like be in that high standing never. that he, that he, really deserved to be probably for most of his life if he could have early on just gotten a nest egg of a, yeah, of like yeah, a yeah. good safety net of money mm. he probably would have accomplished so much more mm. but he just never got that yeah. he never he only had enough to like get what he was immediately working on done and then yeah. nothing else so Man. if yeah. he wouldn't have ticked off edison at the beginning maybe it would have been different too oh yeah like if he just worked with edison yeah like if he career. if he like was trying to like you know, because maybe he just didn't have good people skills. It sounds like mm. maybe he didn't. But if he would have been like, hey, if I can just like kind of convince Edison that AC was his idea and then right. help him get there yeah. and like kind of work under him and like get all this money to help work on all my projects, mm. like that would have been a whole different scenario. But instead, yeah. he's like, hey, AC's better. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> someone who's like their whole identity is like, no, it's DC is better. He's right. not, he's going to get pissed and he's not going to like you. And You're right. like, no, get out of here. Like, we're not doing that. Well, and then also, huh. Tesla comes in talking about how he's going to develop a system of energy that's completely free, which is <laughs> Edison's entire bankroll yeah. is electricity. So. Edison's yeah. like, what did you just say? Yeah. And that's well, what makes you think like like any big company that makes money off of energy is going to kill that immediately. <laughs> right. Because yeah. well, like, there's no money in it. So let's make sure this never gets out. And that's another big conspiracy of why they would have had him killed off is because he found finally found out how to do like it. free energy. And then they were like, we can't let this get out because yeah. then it's going to ruin so much of the economy. I feel like this is something you guys have probably talked about before. But have you looked into uh, people who have figured out how to get cars to work? work on just water oh yeah i have get shut and, down and they always and yeah. they mysteriously die or you know yep. stuff like that yeah, yeah i that, think that's really yeah. interesting <laughs> they too. mysteriously funny. die of a heart attack but they're in like perfect health i think there was one of the guys too and this is just my fi- my memory but there was one guy who was like he figured it out mm-hmm. and he told everyone he's like hey i'm not sick I don't want to end my own life. I'm a very happy person. Um, maybe don't even spread the word that I figured this out. And then, yeah. and then he died. Like, then died. And then he wrote like one of the last things he wrote was like, "I think they poisoned me" or something yeah. like that. I'm like, God, this isn't even conspiracy, dude. Like, <laughs> Why aren't we talking yeah. about this? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. talk about it on Coast to Coast AM all the time. Oh <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, that radio show is so fun. Like it, back in the when Art Bell was on it, he'd get a call every show and it'd be like, "Do you hear about this guy? He made a, a car run on hydrogen, hydrogen alone, and then they killed him." Yeah, and then he, Art's like, "Yes." heard about it (laughs) it. three times yeah Yeah. i just think that stuff's it's so such a weird category of discussion because Mm. i feel like there's strong arguments to be made to the validity of a lot of these things on the flip side there's next to nothing you can do about it right so it's almost meaningless yeah apart from trying to understand what the truth might be yeah. Like that's all it really is. It's just that lack of proof provides fertile ground for anyone to say anything. Yeah. So yes. yeah. that's right. that's how conspiracy works. It's yeah. But yeah. Nikola Tesla, yeah. huh? Crazy. Cool guy. One actual and crazy then we, episode. Crazy yeah. man. And then we got eighteen in life for the for the reward for his life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Skid Row. That wasn't Tesla. Darn it. We what? got you though. Eighteen in life? What's that? It's a song. Oh, by a hair metal band. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my but, it's my dad's music. <laughs> hey, there you go. But yeah, well, Peter, thank you a ton for joining us on today's episode. Is there anything else you want to plug uh, besides a work in progress? A work in progress with Mark and Pete. We're on basically every single thing that there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out, and especially check out the episode with you guys. That was a lot of fun. And thanks for having me. This was an absolute blast. That went by so fast. Yeah. Because it was so fun. It is crazy how fast these episodes do like just fly by yeah. once, once we get started talking. They really but do. If you want to continue... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, especially when we have guests like you on who... like. We have all these interjections and stuff. Yeah, it just right. kind of keeps flowing so well, and yeah, it's all it's so fun, much fun, man. Yeah, hopefully I didn't slow us down too much. Oh no, no, no. it was perfect. <laughs> no. But yeah, like I said, I'll throw his show, their show, in the in the uh, description of the episode. So if you want to find it, you can look there. Appreciate you. And if you want to find us on any of the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at gems underscore history, Jacob at Jacob from Wisco, and myself at Whatevskis. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. Patreon, I always forget them. Uh, basically, any social media, YouTube, TikTok, uh, at Gems of History Podcast, just type that in the search bar and you'll be able to find us. Yeah, uh, go to patreon.com slash Gems of History Podcast if you want to sign up. Otherwise, you can download the app and just search for us on there and you can subscribe there. You'll get access to the episodes early. You'll get monthly listener polls to do listener suggested topics, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, if you guys want to support us, you can go there. And thank you to everyone who already does. We really appreciate it. Uh, that I think that's going to be our week. Next week is going to be our listener episode for July. So you betcha. technically going to be coming out in August, but you know, we're doing it. What is it? Can you announce it or no? Nope. It's a oh, it's a secret. We got to keep the people in suspense. I like it. Yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. The Patreon subscribers know what we're doing, but uh, hmm. maybe you should subscribe right now. <laughs> there you go. That's if that's all the plug we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, that's all we got for you guys this week. Thank you guys also, for listening. Plug sponsored by Tesla. Plugs. Plugs are sponsored. Plugs because we're plugging things. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like outlets. You heard of them? Do you get it? You electricity. Heard, you heard <laughs> Shout out. And we're gonna electric slide on out of here. Hey. Thank you everyone for listening. Stay polished. <laughs>